Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm Dan Wills, your host and also lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And you know, some people have asked, you know, what is Venture? What does Venture mean? Well, we kind of give a description in our opening series, but basically um, here at Chandler, we just want to make sure that we understand that we are in life together, you know, and it's one big venture. And that's really where it comes from is that God teaches us that we have to live life and he has plans for us. And sometimes we don't know exactly what those plans are, but he sure does. And um, we look at it as a a venture here and uh, some excitement of where God's going to take us and everything. So I am so glad that you are um, just joining us today. And as I promised last week, uh, we had a uh, guest speaker per se, uh, right? We had Tim Hawkins, a comedian on. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Today, I have another special guest as promised. Uh, today, we're going to listen to another favorite of mine, uh, Chanda Pierce. Uh, she's been a Christian comedian for, for many years, and she's just hilarious. And she just brings life, her life stories into her uh, comedy acts, and, and I think you'll really uh, enjoy it. So without further ado, Chanda Pierce. sat on the sidelines going, whoo, that's odd. And uh, I was diagnosed as clinically depressed. There's no kind of great way of getting into that. I didn't fall down, scratch my knee, and went, wow, I'm depressed about this. <laughs> I don't know how clinical depression shows up. You know, one doctor thought it might be menopause, and I slapped him. <laughs> and then he said, oh, yes, I'm right, it's menopause. If you are uh, clinically depressed and then uh, you make a living as a stand-up comedian, that'll pretty much throw a kink in your job. (laughs) You guys really wouldn't have bought a ticket to see me stand here and cry for two hours, but I don't know, maybe you would. This is kind of a sick crowd here today. I did write a book called Laughing in the Dark, and I um, and kind of wrote about that experience and actually what I was learning and what I'm still learning about depression. A lot of people say, well, I don't say a lot of people, my shrink actually said that depression is anger turned inward. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that, but that's what they say, which that really made me kind of mad. I am... <laughs> Because I kept arguing all the time, I'm not mad. I'm not angry at anybody or anything. If you keep saying that, I'm, I'm going to get angry. <laughs> but uh, as medicine kicked in and does what we're blessed that medicine can do, so, you know, uh, diabetics take insulin so they can eat cake. <laughs> Actually, kidding. Yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> and, and I don't feel any different about antidepressants. Now, don't send me emails. I've gotten tons of them in the last few years that I've talked about this. I know that there's a stigma within the Christian community that we're not supposed to be medicating our brains. 
that could be what's wrong with a lot of the Christian community. You know, and, and let's just be truthful for a moment. You know, how arrogant of us to think that this organ is any more or less important than any other organ in our body. When the Bible talks often about God judging and knowing the heart. And so I don't see anywhere in scripture where it says, be careful, God really pays attention to your brain waves. (laughs) No, I think God um, is bigger than what's just going on with the chemistry of my brain. Um, He knew menopause was going to come along. (laughs) That's why Eve had to leave the garden. Things are going to heat up. You might want to take it outside. So I praise the Lord for medicine. I love that uh, God gives us tools. And one of the things I learned while I was in rehab is that there's a lot of tools out there. So if someone ever shames you about the medicine that you're taking or your hormones so that you don't kill your husband, (laughs) tell them to take their glasses off and drive home. We got deacons frowning on us because we're taking our antidepressants and they got Viagra sticking in their pocket. about being committed we don't quite know what to do with that do we you think you think it's weird how'd you like to be committed I don't know if you've ever been committed to a psychiatric hospital but it can be a really good trip except for the whole admission process uh, and the rubber gloves thing that you know, they have to check your suitcase, what you can take in there, what will be not, what, what you won't hurt yourself with. And so, and uh, I couldn't take my uh, little belt from my robe. And I couldn't take my um, picture frame. I could take the picture out. They did let me have my Bible, you know. But after the whole strip search, I'm like, who hides stuff there? It's just so, it it would just, stuff like that would strike me odd, maybe because I was sick. (laughs) Which would explain why I was there. Now, I don't know if you've learned anything about my personality in the last hour or so, but I'm not too much of a downer kind of person. I like to laugh, but I hit a place where I was thoroughly convinced that the world would be better off, and especially my children would be better off without me. At first, when I first started sharing that, I was, I was a little embarrassed. 
And then the more you find out when you share your story with somebody or you talk to your neighbor, you're shocked that they've been there too. And, uh, and they have felt that way too. And these are great, wonderful Christian people. So either God is messing up or there really is something going on in the chemistry and in the finite bodies we are created to house until Jesus comes. There's, sometimes we just have to say it's just some medical thing going on. and Whatever that medical thing is, I hit it. I hit it hard. In the mornings, I don't know about you, if you've ever dealt with depression, morning is absolutely my toughest time. Because it's, you wake up and crack your eyes open, hoping that that dark thing is gone. And when you notice that it's there, you just feel so defeated. And when you feel it back again, you just start questioning your faith. You keep searching to see if there's a sin hidden down in your life somewhere that I forgot to mention, so God's just not going to take care of that one. Uh, There's just a million things. You're ruining your kids. They see you like this. You're not getting the laundry done. You just start making that list of defeat before your feet ever hit the floor. And my daughter came in and said, Mom, how are you doing this morning? And I began to cry. And I told her if I had the energy, I would just get up and head to the backyard and I'd crawl on those rocks over there on the side and I'd just jump in the river. And I wish you guys would just let my body wash down and just hope they never find it. No one will have to know. No one will have to hear about it. I got videos. They'll go on till the end of time. And, and I love you. I've, I've done well. I've raised you well. And you, just, you just need to let me go. I just don't want to live like this again. I can't face this again. My daughter in her tender wisdom and her fresh degree said, um, Mom, I'm going to have to tell Dad you said that. <laughs> and I'm grateful that she did. She walked in the hallway and I could hear their voices muffled and David comes in there so lovingly says, Hun, you want to jump in the river? It's only about a foot deep out there, huh? <laughs> a real sick family. When I was crying, I said, yeah, yeah, I want to jump in the river. I, I, I'm ruining y'all's life. I'll never have another job. I mean, there's not a church out there ever going to invite me to their building when they find out i just ready to end it all. And so it's over. There's nothing else for me to do. I've, I've done well here. And become this little martyr, you know. And they put me in the hospital. I was very ashamed. I was very embarrassed. To tell you the truth, you guys were the last ones on my mind. Sorry. At that point, your career just doesn't matter. You just, you want to get out of the dark. You just want to get well. And I would lament and cry and pray and... I would read my Bible and, you know, my, when they took me to the hospital, we had to call back home and have my teenage son do the packing for me. I didn't even know he knew where my room was. <laughs> Zachary is 18 and, you know, it was around Christmas time and when you get Christmas presents, it always prompts you to clean out your closet. And so I had my box of Goodwill sitting there in, right inside the door of my room. And uh, I'm sure Zachary walked in and said, well, this is handy. 
down. And so he packed stuff in there that I, you know, I didn't look depressed. I looked homeless, as actually. I had on David's boxers, some kind of Tweety Bird t-shirt thing, and my robe hanging open. And it was the old robe I don't use anymore that my dog had just bit and chewed all around the bottom of it, just tattered. It was just pathetic. Even in your depression, which is self-centered enough, you have that one little, you know, brink of ego that you're sitting there going, I hope this nurse doesn't know who I am. And she gives you the body search, you know, and looks at you in your outfit, and she patted me on the back and said, by the way, I love that one video you did about the four-eyed blonde and the pairs of glasses and the, oh, that, we watch that upstairs all the time. So I'm like, oh, great. The psychiatric hospital knows who I am. <laughs> and so I went to a floor that was there for people suffering from depression. And to tell you the truth, <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite where the Apostle Paul was when he says, I've become very grateful for this thorn in my flesh because it's that thing that kept me close to the Lord. I'm almost there. Not quite. But I am seeing how he uses everything to get our attention to teach us something to woo us to himself he's a good listener he's a very smart father so i was there at this clinic and it was it was amazing the things i was learning and they thought for sure that in my depression i really kind of needed to get in touch with this idea of anger now, one of the interesting things that um, I learned is, um, is about group. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever been in group. Anybody ever been in group? Well, I know you're probably not supposed to say it, but I'm, I guess there's supposed to be some kind of anonymity there, but I tell everything about myself. Maybe that's why I like group. When it gets to me, I go, I'm going to need a lot of time here. You... You sit in a circle, you face complete strangers. You have to, what you do, what you say is check in and you say, hi, I'm Shonda. And they say, hi, Shonda. See, they've been the group over there. <laughs> you check in and you, you talk back and forth to one another. And when it's your turn, you say, hi, I'm Shonda. I'm here because I am deeply and darkly depressed. Then the cool thing about group is I would check in and I'd say, I'm depressed. I've been a Christian for 30 years, and now all of a sudden I'm depressed. I tell people about it every now and then, and I thought I was doing well. I thought it was working, and now here I am. I'm, I'm struggling with this. I'm trying to get in touch with my anger. I'm, I'm actually I'm kind of mad at God, to tell you the truth. He's very opinionated. I can't even tell him a decent joke. I mean, have you ever tried to tell the Lord a knock-knock joke? Knock, knock. I know. <laughs> if he's not cooperating with me, if he'd learn to do it my way, we could plow through this thing and I just rattle off. Now here's the cool thing. Then they say, thank you for sharing. Next. Nobody condemned. Nobody guessed. Nobody had yet another verse for you. 
Nobody handed you the latest Bible study and said, well, you need to do this one. Here's what your problem is. Nobody said, have you, have you praised him enough today? Have you, have you been teaching a Sunday school class? You should dive in and teach a Sunday school class. Have you left it with the Lord? Have you pled the blood? Have you been delivered? Nobody said anything. It was, thank you for your honesty. Next. Then we stood in a circle and we prayed. People hugged each other. It's good to see you. Hope you have a better week. And then the next day, we did it again. And it dawned on me one day why I was loving that. It's what I thought church was supposed to be. I love the church. It's all I know. I grew up sitting on the second row, piano side. I could smell the pine pew. I can remember the old songs the choir would sing. But we are crowding in Sunday after Sunday and we're worried about what kind of cream they have in the coffee bar. And if we're going to use choruses on the iMag or we're going to use the old hymns or whose praise band is more hip than the other. And we have people dying in a pew to be heard. They just need to tell you the truth. Because from all that I can understand in the Bible, it says you will know the truth and it will set you free. What I've longed for probably most all my life is to be able to look at the body of Christ and tell the absolute truth. And for them to accept you right where you are. I just want to go to group. And I fell in love with group. And I started going to group. I love it. When Jesus comes, he's going to unravel all this mess. But for now... All we have is each other. That's all we've got. All right, that concludes another Venture Podcast. I hope you enjoyed Chanda Pierce as much as I did. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about being overwhelmed, right? We all get overwhelmed, whether it's in our job, school, just life in general, right? So I hope you'll join us for that. And then the following week, we start our brand new series called Relationship Goals. We're going to be talking about how we set up relationship goals in our lives. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.